Hi guys, welcome back to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Today I will be speaking to you a little bit about our five senses and withdrawing from them in order to find more peace in our lives. I will be speaking to you a little bit about uh, Lord Krishna and Arjuna from the Bhagavad Gita. And I will also give you a little bit of information about the cranberry and what it can do for you. My website is atawithalice.com, A-T-H-A with Alice.com. Ata means right here, right now. Right here and right now, I'm going to start to talk to you about withdrawing from our five senses. In yoga, we call it pratyahara. Pratyahara it just means withdrawing from the senses. Um, in the Yoga Sutras, Pantanjali's Yoga Sutras, the sacred scripture that I've spoken to you about before, a couple thousand years old, he says, by the proper practice of pratyahara, your senses come fully under your control. They become obedient horses, taking you wherever you want. You become the complete master over them. So... Getting back to English with you guys a little bit is, so the five senses. We have what we see with our own two eyes. You sometimes walk by a window of a store and you see maybe an article of jewelry or clothing or something for your home and you think, oh my God, I have to have that. Okay, that's one of the senses that we need to rein them in. So like reining in the horses, okay? We have that sense of smell. You're maybe in an office somewhere and all of a sudden you smell cookies baking. You think, oh, those cookies smell amazing. I have to have them. There you go. That sense of smell, reining it in. Okay, it's just cookies. They're not going to fall off the planet. They'll be there tomorrow. Then the sense, like we hear something, you know, maybe some... Maybe we, we're outside and we hear the birds singing and it's just amazing. But how do we withdraw from the sense of hearing? Like when we, when we rein in those senses, we can actually shut out all of the noise. Especially just recently, I am not a fan of loud air traffic. And in Fort Lauderdale this weekend is the air show. And I find it to be incredibly noise pollution. I am totally affected by the loud noise of the planes. So withdrawing from the sense of hearing. So we had, I spoke about the eyes, the nose, the sense of smell, and I spoke about the ears. Okay, the, the temperature on our skin. So sometimes we can be really sensitive to way hot temperatures or way cold. I am not a fan of the way cold. And how do we withdraw from the sense of freezing? Um, and, and then, so we have sight, sound, taste, and what we taste. So, um, and that's, that's a challenging one because our sense of taste, um, if we're healthy, is very keen. When we eat well, we have a very, very um, keen sense of taste. But again, so withdrawing from the senses, I'm going to read a little bit about, a little bit more about this. So the happiness we can receive by mastery lasts longer than temporary joys. We should all become masters. That is true freedom and real victory. If you are free from your own mind and senses, nothing can bind you. Then you are really free. This isn't the birthright of just a few people. It's everyone's. If we have that control, we can do whatever we want, find peace and joy within, and share the same with all humanity. The reason I'm speaking about also withdrawing from the senses, I'm in the process of moving. 
And I decided to go through my closet and really purge a bunch of clothing and shoes. I mean, I, I, I'm not really much of a clothes shoe horse, shall we say, but I still have many things that I've accumulated over the years and um, pieces of clothing. But I've also been every size in the world. So I have clothes that are too big that I still keep around because I have an emotional attachment to them. You know, again, this, this sense withdrawal, like, really, do I really need these pants that like are falling off of me? Like how many pants do I need that are falling off of me? Oh, so again, I got rid of about 35 to 40 pieces of clothing and about a half a dozen or eight pounds has pairs of shoes um, that I got rid of that. Um, getting rid of a bed and a bed frame. The bed frame was from 24 years ago when I got married. That is just, it's just heavy and it doesn't belong in Florida. And I want not to have a queen size bed in the spare room, which I want to make for an office out of. And we have company only like once or twice a year. Granted, we haven't had company in a year because of COVID. Um, so to put a day bed and, and a desk as opposed to having a queen size bed. So I purging the queen size bed, purging clothes, purging all sorts of stuff. Um, and that's okay to be able to, to let go of things that we truly don't need. Really, how much do we need? And that, that's my point here is that we often feel like we need so much to get by uh, in this lifetime that is really unnecessary for our comfort. Um, in the Bhagavad Gita, the, the Bhagavad Gita is just a small portion of the Mahabharata. And it, in the Bhagavad Gita, there's a, this small section, and the Bhagavad Gita means the Lord's song, okay? And it refers to the message that Lord Krishna conveyed to Arjuna. So Krishna is um, Arjuna's charioteer, and Arjuna is the great warrior. Um, and he's the leader of the Pandava army. And he, uh, Arjuna faces this moment, this great dilemma that he cannot be the, 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 the great warrior in the war against his relatives because this, this battlefield, shall we say, that I spoke of a little bit ago, the battlefield that he has to go on is, is him fighting against his relatives. And he goes to Krishna, who really is an avatar of Vishnu. And Vishnu is the sustainer, the maintainer. And it, so Krishna is, in, Krishna is his friend, and he has no idea that Krishna is this big god, but he just thinks Krishna is his friend. And he's like, Krishna, you got to help me. And he's like, you be my charioteer and you just guide me and let me sit back, you know, and Krishna's like, this is what I'll do. I'm going to be your charioteer and we're going to get out there on the battlefield and you just do your duty. Don't worry about, you know, your, your relatives and, and, you know, whatever's going to happen. Krishna convinces Arjuna, um, that he, he just needs to let go of everything he thinks he needs in order to win this war and, in, and to not be worried about um, his ego or to not, you know, to just realize that, that he explains that the war would cause the bodies of the slain to be shed off like vessels and that the souls would endure. Krishna declared that there is no shame in doing your duty and as a member of the, the Kshatriya warrior uh, caste, 
It is Arjuna's duty to fight. Lord Krishna restored Arjuna's nerve to begin and eventually win the battle, and in doing so, showed that we must move beyond our own egos and merge with divine consciousness to fulfill our duties. The great peace activist Mahatma Gandhi read the Bhagavad Gita often when he was imprisoned. It kept him committed to his duty and his cause. The Bhagavad Gita and its message of finding mental peace are as useful today as they were 3,000 years ago. So reminding ourselves how much we need to withdraw from our senses in order to have peace of mind, um, to realize we don't need all that shit. We don't need material stuff. We don't need all the, the um, shall we say, uh, the drive. We don't need all of everything that we think we need to go forward. Like when we go out for a job interview and we think, oh, no, 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 maybe I need more schooling. Like we get that degree and then they say, oh, you have this job interview and now, okay, and you get the job and then you got to go do the job. But you've not done the job yet. You just got out of school and you think, oh, no, I need more school. I don't know what I'm doing. But you know what? The reality is we don't know what we can do until we do it. Um, and we don't know how little we need until we shed some of the crap that we carry around with us. We really don't need all of that stuff to get by. And interestingly enough, the goddess Durga Devi is the goddess of material energy. And she symbolizes personal empowerment, destruction of ignorance, development of spiritual forces, and suppression of negative psychic influences. So because we're so bombarded with so much outside shit, like if we watch the news all day long, you are for sure going to be either frightened, cranky, uh, you know, scared, nervous. I mean, there's so much, there's so much going on out there, but there's so much beauty. There's so much beauty, there's so much love, and there's so much we should be grateful for. Um, you know, if you've got a roof over your head and food to eat and clothes on your back, you're, you know, you're already winning and, and in really a good place. I mean, you know, our health is really important, our physical and emotional health. Okay. But if you've got your physical health, we just need to keep our emotional, um, and physiological health in check. And that's what I'm talking about is withdrawing from the senses. And so some of you know, I've been going through this um, interesting time at home with my husband being very ill, going through chemo, radiation, and really, really being sick and being the person who is basically the caretaker, um, taking care of the dog, taking care of him. And each day, you know, with, you know, packing for this new move that we're making in a couple of weeks, discarding all of the crap that we're not taking, that I'm not taking, um, and going back and forth with the contractors, men telling me this, that, the other thing, you know, and trying to be, trying to be, you know, the person at the other house, the person at this house, da, 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 da. but every morning getting up and being like, okay, I got this. I got this. I want to read you a poem called The Guest House. And I think it's really important for each and every one of us to listen to this poem. And it's a poem by Rumi. This being human is a guest house. Each morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, 
a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if there are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whomever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. And so lately I have been thinking about why I'm being so challenged on so many levels. What, um, what lessons am I supposed to be learning uh, right now? Being the caretaker, being the person who's doing all of these um, amazing chores and caretaking business. Um, what, what am I supposed to be grateful for? What am I supposed to, you know, accept uh, that is, this is just life on life's terms, having a, keeping my sense of humor, keeping up with my ability to really nurture and take care of myself, um, which is huge. Um, so when the going gets tough, the tough get going, and that is really making sure I eat well, I sleep well, I get enough exercise, I get outside, and I withdraw from my senses of not needing every single thing to be just right. You are listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Ata with Alice is my website. So my website is atawithalice.com. Ata is A-T-H-A with Alice.com. Ata means right here, right now. And right here, right now, I'm going to talk to you about the cranberry. Cranberries promote a cheery disposition, according to Anthony William in Life Changing Foods. That's on an emotional support. On a, spirit, uh, on a spiritual lesson, as we settle into adult life, we learn that it isn't always safe to come out and play. Sometimes responsibility requires our full attention and seriousness, and we're in company that will take advantage of us if we open up and expose our true selves. In much of the same way, the cranberry vine has an instinct to stay low to the ground, protecting itself from cold and windy conditions. It can be difficult to even see the small red berries when it's in this self-shielding mode. Sometimes we get stuck in this mentality, afraid that taking a moment for delight makes us vulnerable and means we aren't working hard enough. Yet growing up doesn't mean that we're supposed to suppress our joy all the time. Joy is essential to who we are. Just as the cranberry plant takes advantage of the right warm sunny moments during ripening season to perk up, play in the wind, dazzle in the light, we can learn to recognize moments that are safe for us to express our true vitality, essence, and glory. We do get our days to stand up and shine, to dance in the sun. It's just a matter of balance, and there's no better teacher on the subject than the cranberry. And, you know, some of us only make cranberries at Thanksgiving time. But cranberries can be eaten any time of year. They're sold frozen. Um, you don't have to always have them fresh. You can make cranberry relish um, with raw cranberries that are not really always sold at every time of year. But raw cranberries can be made as a relish. Um, you could take a, a cup of raw cranberries and dice up a couple apples and a little bit of orange sections with some orange zest and coconut sugar and some mint leaves and make a, an amazing cranberry relish. 
And you can use frozen cranberries in smoothies uh, or in milkshakes. You could also make uh, a cranberry sauce with frozen cranberries and frozen wild blueberries with some orange juice. You can like melt them down with a little coconut sugar as well. You could use maple syrup or a little honey, raw honey. Um, I personally like um, them melted down either with some uh, coconut sugar or maple syrup. Amazing that the cranberry, you know, it doesn't get enough attention. It's also really, really good for women. You could buy cranberry um, concentrate, and women can use it for many, many um, female, um, you know, uh, UTIs and bladder infections and things like that. It's really, really, really healthy for women's health. With that being said, I wanted to just touch base again about the fact that we really need to withdraw from our senses sometimes and realize that we don't need everything we think we need in order to move forward. Like the cranberry, it's important to experience joy no matter what's going on out there in our lives, that it's okay even if we are the caretakers and we are doing 10 jobs and we're not able to do everything that we want or everything that we think we need, we don't always get, it's important to find some cheer, some joy, get out and play and nurture ourselves. With that being said, you have been listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman website, atawithalice.com. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.